Well, I recently had the venue for a speech canceled because the Muslims felt like that they were being victimized. And if you'll notice in dealing with Islam, the Muslim is always the victim, sometimes under the most bizarre circumstances. For instance, on 9-11, when the World Trade Towers were destroyed, Muslims said that they were the true victims, not the poor 3,000 Catholics. This victim attitude that Muslims have comes straight from the Quran and straight from the Sunnah of Muhammad. For instance, after Muhammad left Mecca and went to Medina, he thought a lot about what had happened to him and finally decided that he needed some justice and that this justice would be found by raiding the Meccan caravans. It took Muhammad's jihadists eight times before they were actually able to kill some Meccans and to kidnap and steal the property. And guess what? The Quran says that the real victims were the Muslims who did this. Because you see, earlier the Meccans had thrown Muhammad out of Mecca and so, and throwing him out of Mecca is worse than murder. So Muslims are always the victims. They're never wrong. But it got me thinking, it would be interesting to show how Muslims create victims. For instance, I've already told you one, the pagans of Mecca, the pagans of Arabia, were Muhammad's first victims. Then, the next victim he had were the Jews of Medina, because when he moved to Medina, it was half Jewish. But two years later, the three Jewish tribes were gone, enslaved, and exiled. So his next victims were the Jews. And soon after he got to Medina, we have another victim, which are children, because Muhammad married Aisha when she was six and consummated the marriage when she was nine. This makes her, as a child, a victim. But there were more victims to be found in Medina, that is, slaves. You see, Islam has been the biggest slaver in the world, and the slave-taking started in Medina, and the first slaves were Jews, because although Muhammad killed 800 Jewish men by beheading them, the women were sold as slaves. Oh, and the children, the Jewish children, they were adopted into Muslim families to be raised as Muslims. And it was in Medina also that another set of victims were established in Islam, that of women. Muhammad established through a whole series of traditions that beating your wife was, well, an, not a good thing, at least an acceptable thing. One of his more famous hadith is, never ask a man why he beats his wife. Well, now women are the victims of Islam. And Allah weighed in on this issue as well, because in Surah 4, women, it says that men can beat their wives and gives a succession of steps on how to do this in the proper way. Then when Islam left Arabia behind its jihadists, it found new victims. For instance, as it moved east, it found Hindus as victims, and then it found Sikhs as victims, and it found Buddhists as victims. So you get the idea here that although Muslims are always the poor aggrieved victims. They are the oppressors, big time. But it goes beyond human beings. You see, Muhammad, for reasons which are not clear to us, didn't like dogs, and so dogs became a victim of Islam. Oddly enough, there was a peculiar kind of snake that Muhammad didn't like, and so they became victims as well, as the Muslims tried to clean all this, this particular kind of snake out. But now we get to another victim critical thought, because you see the Sharia forbids critical thought. 
It forbids any thought which contradicts any aspect of Islam. Islam is perfect, it's true, and so therefore anything which contradicts it is false, and it's simply not allowed. One of the thoughts you might have if you're a Muslim is, you know, I might like to leave Islam, but no, no, no. You cannot leave Islam, or if you do, you can be killed. So Islam is a little bit like that Hotel California song, you can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. So critical thoughts a victim, and here's what we see today, is that Islamic suppression of critical thought is on the rise. As more and more Muslims go to the federal government and the state government and say, oh, we're being victimized by these oppressors who want to quote from the Quran, the Hadith, and the Sirah, so you must shut them down. Critical thought on Islam is not allowed. All this bit of victims has made me decide that the best way to approach Islam is through its victims. And it is for this purpose that I've created a brochure movement which I call Voices for the Voiceless. So if you would like to see how the victims of Islam can be turned to good, go to politicalislam.com and click on the little button that says Voices for Voiceless. Thank you.